From the Church of the Nazarene and Mesoamerica Genesis, you're listening to the Worthless Servants Podcast. Welcome back to the Worthless Servants Podcast. We are already having fun in here, partly because I have botched the introduction a couple of times, <laughs> but I'm not going to do it this time. It is great to be back with you, and I need to introduce several servants to you, all of them very worthless. To my right, AJ Fry. Hey, guys. To my left, Emily Armstrong. Hey, everyone. Across from me, Natalie Franco. Hey. And to her left, Chelsea Fry. Fun facts with Chelsea. Fun fact, space partially smells like diesel fuel and barbecue. What? (laughs) Scott's like, I've always wanted to go to outer space. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. So if you're in outer space and you take off your helmet to smell space, you you die. No, yeah. they've, they've captured space in a little container. Give me a break. Come on. They have their mason jar out there and they catch it like a firefly. <laughs> I got you, space. No, and then so later they sniff space it. to us. <laughs> they know this. They know this. Listen. Tell us it's the science. science. Tell I us this. <laughs> I got this from BeGreatTeacher.com. Okay. Oh, be a great teacher. <laughs> BeGreatTeacher.com. <laughs> I doubt the validity of that. <laughs> it's due to the amount of dying stars in our galaxy. Oh, the combustion you releases just took a really dark makes turn. It smell that way. Interesting. They've combusted a star on Earth, and they know how it smells. <laughs> I think that but means barbecue. I can understand the I have smell, in a but smoker, like barbecue. Yeah. yeah. I have so many it's, questions. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Let me clarify. It's the barbecue of your neighbor that burns our, their food all the time. Yeah. Oh, so like burnt, so like <laughs> burnt food. Really. No, it's barbecue. But barbecue Natalie doesn't like barbecue. So I like smoky. it. Not too much, but just not too sweet. <laughs> yeah. A smoky diesel. So like when our generator comes on, that's uh, what outer space smells like. Yeah. I, Gross. But half I, is my favorite food oh. in the world, and half is one of my worst. But I think it's just the smoky smell that they're saying. Your right there's nostril no way gets barbecue, barbecue, and your left nostril gets diesel. <laughs> but if there's no, this if there's no wind in space, there's no wind in space. How do these aromas travel to where you're at in space? You're, if you're not right next to an exploding star or whatever, a dying star, how do you how do you waft this smell? Your assignment is to investigate this. I'm on it. Because we know Chelsea will not be investigating (laughs) this. I'm done with this. (laughs) She she did her duty. (laughs) Bring something random to us. Call call Elon Musk. I want to be on his next (laughs) ship. Well, this was just as random as the next episode can be. So we'll see. We have not received many comments from all of you folks that are listening on a good name for this Mm. episode. Remember, a few episodes back, we called this episode the Ben Thinking episode, right? I think we should call it Space Smells. Space Smells podcast. (laughs) People are just like, what? What? (laughs) But this is the time, this is the episode where we all have been thinking about something. And again, hopefully it's dealt with something in our personal life, culture, mission, something that obviously this podcast deals with. And then we go around and instead of maybe dedicating to every topic 20 minutes, 
we dedicate maybe about five minutes to every topic. So let's start. Emily, what did you bring us? Okay. I brought us a podcast that I listen to, which is called Freakonomics, and they're doing like a um, book club. So the person is interviewing an author of a book, and the one that I specifically am bringing to this podcast is the author of the book, No Rules, Rules, and he is the founder and co-CEO of Netflix. Okay. So uh, the whole entire, if you want to hear the whole interview, it's well worth your time to hear the whole interview. It's really interesting. And I could have pulled out probably 16 different things. But there's one part that I'm going to read to you from what they actually did on the um, podcast. And so the host is asking him, how he came up like with this idea of Netflix. And uh, if you know Netflix history just a little bit, they actually tried to sell the idea to Blockbuster. And Blockbuster in the United States was a place that rented movies and um, did the things that they wanted to do. And uh, the host says, well, it's clear to you, like he said, we knew that movies were going to go streaming, right? Like we knew that this was the way it's going to go. She said, well, it's clear to you, but you recount talking to Blockbuster. And it was certainly not clear to the whole industry that streaming was the future. And Hastings, who's the CEO, says, you know, that is true. If you grow up doing stores and Blockbuster was really, really good at stores, you become very specialized about that. And Blockbuster was over optimized for a single thing. And so you have to watch out as a leader that you become so good at one thing that you're not good at the skills necessary to continue to thrive. And this is where it really helps, I think, to have a model where a company is organized around flexibility rather than exploiting the last bit of efficiency of some current model. And so you can hear the whole context of the entire thing, but I was thinking about that in the context of the church and where we're at with COVID right now. And he literally says, if you know the history of Blockbuster in the United States, it is non-existent. Yeah. It went out of business. It doesn't exist anymore. It's a joke in other movies now. It's a yeah. joke in movies. <laughs> and um, and he is literally saying it's because they did something really well, but it had a life cycle and it was done. And as I was listening to it, I thought, what is God doing right now in this time of COVID that we can apply this same concept to our church meetings? And, you know, we've already talked about a little bit about like getting out of the building, but especially when he said Blockbuster did buildings really well, mm -hmm. you know, like that's what they did. They didn't buy into some new ideas. Mm -hmm. How do you guys feel like you might be seeing right now? Like he was a guy that said, I can see something in the future that's coming. So kind of what I want to launch out here is, is there anything that you've seen in the past 12 weeks, maybe, that the church, we do building really well, but that you're starting to be encouraged that, yes, there is some innovation that's starting to take place, that we don't just have to consider church as the building. And we've been on this podcast for many, many years saying the church is the people. Do you feel like we're moving to a place right now where the church is truly becoming the people? Is there anything that maybe you've seen or not? Because that would be a point of conversation as well. Are we getting into a place where we're only the building? What do you think? Yeah, I think what I've seen, and again, I don't have like a huge, I don't have my feelers out in a whole bunch of other local churches. So I only have a small sampling of a couple in the States and then a couple here in the DR as well. And I feel like, uh, I just feel like in my soul for the church as a whole, there we're on the verge of something new, like this new innovation of, how to be the church, right? I just feel, I don't know what it is. I just feel like there's so much potential, especially because of how the pandemic has forced us to do certain things differently. I just feel like 
it's right there, you know, mm -hmm. and we just need some creative mind to like capture a hold of this and like run with it. It's not me because I don't have those ideas. But, <laughs> um, but what I see from, from some other local churches is that we talked a couple episodes back about a pandemic leader, like mm -hmm. versus a like a pandemic leader, like panic versus, you know, trusting in God. And what I see a lot of, a lot of churches like want to regress to how things were before the pandemic. Yep. And that makes me sad because it's not working out as well. Mm. Some churches have been able to, to meet back in groups, like in their buildings. And that's great. And it's great to be together and worship together. And um, I'm not saying that that's wrong at all, <laughs> mm. but it just hasn't come back to the same way as it was before. And that kind of makes me sad. But I, I just feel like there's something right there on the tip of our creativity, you know, yeah. that we haven't quite captured yet. And I'm I'm just waiting for somebody to to say, this is it. This is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that so it's if you dig further into this actual podcast, you'll hear that he says that in Netflix, they've created a culture of creativity. Um, and there's, that's why his book is, is called No Rules Rules, because their whole entire corporation, there's very few policies. And as it gets bigger and things like that, they want it to be new and innovative and creative. And he said, we tried to put so many policies down on things and everything functions the same exact way that people's creativity was stifled. And it made me think, are we stifled in the church? Like, is it taking us a little longer to get out of this season? Like, we feel like we're on the edge, but maybe like our own minds are kind of stifled just because we've always done it this way for so That's long that we've not thought about how to do it another way. And now we have to. So yeah. like we're in a space of, okay, so what is the new idea, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So That's so interesting. I, I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but, you know, we've done so many now. Um <laughs> I took a class for my ordination that was on church polity and talking about just the government of the church of the Nazarene and how it was set up. And originally our founders of our denomination set up this, our government system to not have too many leaders for that same reason of just like organic growth in the local church. And then the leaders that needed to be there to connect us to the global church were put in place, but there wasn't supposed to be too many Mm. rules outside of biblical law like obviously mm. but but the the structure was there and it sometimes now feels like we've evolved to mm. put more leaders in place mm. Mm -hmm. um, and nobody wants to go backwards mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. it's seen as a development that we have more leaders in place not a hindrance mm. so interesting. that's interesting to hear netflix's policy is like let's do less yeah mm -hmm. yeah i'm interested not to leave from the local church level a lot of times we think emily and i especially on a regional level even on a global level we've been in you know in certain meetings recently but on a local church level do you think there is something that is truly changing in the mindset and in the even the theology and understanding of who we are as church what do you think about that i think we're like talking about especially about my local church i've been feeling this day and i agree with aj chelsea i've been feeling we're all still holding how we used to be and we don't want to change that and i've seen the same aj was say uh, saying that like God is doing so much during this time. Even, even though we are not together in the same place worshiping God, we are doing it each one in our houses. Mm -hmm. And I've seen how 
leaderships has been developing during this time? Like people that used to be only someone that just used to go to church. Now they are leading mm -hmm. reunions through WhatsApp, through Zoom. And I've seen how this great grow in us. But also I've seen some people that are still saying, we need to go back. We need to go back to, to the temple. Mm -hmm. Like we cannot still continue with this. Even though they have seen how much yeah. growth, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that everything that has been happening, mm. and all they want to do is just go back to church. It's actually we have a meeting tomorrow yeah. to talk about that, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have been praying for that because I don't feel peace to be honest with this situation because I've seen the reality in here, Dominican Republic, and I've seen what happened in my church, yeah. for example, with uh, when we opened last time. Our pastor, who was infected, and some of us as well. And they are still like, they want to go back. And I understand they feel everything is happening. Like we cannot stay quiet, but we are not quiet. Mm. We are doing even more yeah. than before. Mm. Yeah. And I know God wants to do even more than he is doing. And we don't need to go back to mm. the temple to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to be so honest. Yeah, no, <laughs> That's no, no. That's, That's why we asked you. Yeah, it, it, the nature of this episode is that we do need to move on to, mm -hmm. to another topic. But I think this is really an important issue because I see on local level all the way up to the global level of our church that, I mean, I mean we do stifle leaders that think yeah. really creatively. I really believe that. And sometimes we allow certain people at certain levels to do that. But then when someone does that, you know, from the local church, it's kind of like they're the rebel. Yeah. They're the one that, no, you have to follow these rules, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I think this will be very important as we go forward. We'll probably do more episodes <laughs> in, in next year uh, as this continues, you know, and as we're starting to figure out what this looks like. But let's continue. Uh, Natalie, um, I, I'm curious. You weren't here for the last time. It's good to have you here for this time. Thank you. Um, yeah, <laughs> you, you were all ready to bring us something. I don't know if it'll be the same thing that uh, so you've had that you extra to long to think. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us. What did you bring? Yeah. Um, so back in May, like when pretty much everything started, I, I heard this preach from Pastor Stephen Fortick. He is a part of Elevation Worship. And oh my gosh, since that moment, like I think I needed to to listen that preach because it has been talking to my life, even though it has been, you know, a couple of months mm -hmm. uh, after that moment. And he was talking about conform versus transform. And he was saying um, in his preach that that's the, the way the world works from outside in and conforming. And the way that God works is from inside out, yeah. mm. transforming. And that makes me think a lot about my life to, to look inside. And he was saying, like, there is a lesson during this time, especially back in the beginning of all this global situation. Uh, there is a lesson of in letting go that now that our plans has been canceled. Mm -hmm. And um, I was thinking about and I was so excited. I, I needed to tell you this last year. I was so excited about this year because I was planning so many things like mm -hmm. ministry, to, you know, uh, to grow in ministry and everything. I was planning to go to Encuentro in Guatemala, even in Costa Rica, yeah. one week to, yeah. to one and then to the other one. We literally were in Puerto Rico together 
at the start of this year in a cross-cultural orientation promoting. Exactly. And you were saying to me, I'm going to be there. Exactly. Right? So I was, I was just planning everything. It was in my agenda. <laughs> everything was in my agenda. Max 2020 also. Huellas, uh, Footprints, because mm -hmm. it is called Footprints 2020 in here. Like I had a bunch of things planning mm -hmm. to do and everything was canceled. So God was challenging me to look inside. Like, and I was seeing, I was planning, like my agenda was based on things to do outside. And it is good to, to think about my ministry growth, but I didn't take the same time to look inside mm. in my personal growth. Mm. And then when God was challenging me to, um, to look from inside out, I realized a lot of things. I wanted to go to do volunteers in other countries, but then I realized in my house, there are so many rooms needs volunteering. <laughs> like I have a disaster room, I call it like that. <laughs> and it, it's a mess, I'm working on it. <laughs> but there is a lot of things I, need to, I needed to do first inside. Mm -hmm. And God has been working during this time uh, to look inside of me and to serve more in my house, to be yeah. first the light in my house. And he has been challenged me um, through that preach. Even even now, I'm still thinking about that every day. I'm, I'm still thinking what I need to see inside of me, what I need to change first inside before mm -hmm. doing something outside. Mm -hmm. So I think God is teaching me to unlearn the way the world works so I can learn how he works, mm -hmm. how he transforms. And I don't know if you guys are the same, like, uh, have been thinking the same during this time. I think all of us are, what's coming to mind is that Romans 12, 2 verse, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of, of your minds, right? And that's an excellent, literally in, in, well, it works in Spanish too, but in English, the conform and transform and and the inner and outer, I think is crucial in this time. A lot of us have looked inside and maybe not liked what we've seen. Maybe that's too harsh, but just, mm. you know, it's easy to get in this rhythm of trips and events and programs and all of the external ministry. We're a podcast that deals with the church and missions. And, and of course, that's a lot of it. But what happens when my mission field is my family? Mm -hmm. What happens when I need to work on myself mm -hmm. so that right now and in the future when we do have programs and we do have trips again, you know, but that I will be in a better place. Mm -hmm. I will have uh, grown personally. Exactly. Yeah. And I think God's really trying to strengthen his church mm -hmm. and whatever you believe about the timeline of this world and all that stuff i definitely think that 2020 will be a point on the timeline for many people in the church to say that god used that year of pandemic or year and a half or however long it is here with us because of what you're saying mm -hmm. because i needed to be transformed on the inside in order to have 20 more really great years of ministry once yeah. it all <laughs> opens up again or 50 or 150 or whatever this timeline looks like, right? Like, I just truly believe there's something that is coming. And uh, even AJ on the one that I was talking about, you were like, there's, I just feel like there's something. Like, I think we all as the church feel like something's coming. And for us to not listen to the Holy Spirit saying, use this time right now mm -hmm. to get ready. Like, mm -hmm. get ready 
ready because whether it's like huge spiritual attack or, you know, or like huge revival or whatever it is that is in the future after all of this, like God is giving us this moment to be transformed Mm -hmm. and and to allow the work to be done. And instead of fighting against it, I love hearing Natalie, that you're like, and so I'm in this stage of embracing. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me to hear you say it in the generation that you are, you're like on this edge of millennial and Gen Z, right? And uh, that's my prayer for millennial Gen Z is that it would be like this transformational, there's so much like in the mind of like, I'm going to go help, I'm going to go help, I'm going to go help, mm-hmm. that it's like that maybe we lack some depth in order to continue going and helping mm-hmm. these beautiful things that God's put in this entire generation, mm-hmm. that it's like this desire to go transform, but like do an inner work in me. Mm-hmm. And, and and to hear you say that, like, I'm receiving that. It's like, whoa, praise the Lord. I pray that there's many, many people with that same testimony. Amen. So this is powerful. Thank you, Nati, and, and thank you for, for bringing that to us. Uh, AJ, what did you bring? Uh, to be honest, I'm still thinking about Cosmic Barbecue. but um, <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably why this episode's going to go long. Yes. <laughs> Chelsea and I, uh, on our Sabbaths, we like read a book together. The book that we're reading right now is Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. And so I've been thinking a lot about this, the spiritual disciplines. We just got done reading like separates a bunch out. He's got like 12 of them he's listed and he separated them out into different sections. So like the inner disciplines are what we just finished reading, which are prayer, meditation, fasting, and study. And for me, study is what just comes naturally to me. Like I love to study the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to like dig into the words and like the history and the culture of all that. And I, I just love picking it apart and, finding the theological meaning and the, the personal meaning for me through that time. Um, so that one's easy to me. The one that scares me the most, I think, is fasting. Just because I've, I've probably heard some unhealthy ways of spiritual fasting. But also I don't, I'd like, don't know how to do that safely for me and my health needs. And so it kind of scares me a little bit on mm-hmm. that one. The one that I need to practice more is meditation. And prayer has always been kind of a mystery to me. Like, what is prayer? More than just like the words you say before you go to bed or before you eat a meal or something, you know, or before you preach a sermon, you know. Um, Prayer, I think prayer is so much more than that. And so I, like, I need to, ironically, I need to study prayer more (laughs) um, to understand it more. And so I just wanted to pose the question to you guys, which of those four, and I'll say them again, do you like the most or do you need, do you feel like you need to work on more? The, the four inner disciplines that he names are meditation, prayer, fasting, and study. I fill up all of my time literally with podcasts and trying to figure out how to take advantage of the time. Meditation for a person that tries to consistently fill every moment of every day with something productive Mm. What was, it was several episodes ago, I think, that you guys brought one of these things that mm-hmm. said, get in, the longer, get in the longer line, you know, at the supermarket. And I was like, y'all are crazy, man. <laughs> killing me with this. Um, but yeah, I I think that would be my, my toughest. Yeah. My takeaway, like, so not to answer your question, but bring it back into this talking about what Natalie said. I think... A huge piece of this, I'm always drawn back to the commandment to love God and to love others. 
And what if during this time of COVID, our goal is to love God better? And it boils down to some of these spiritual practices. And so these are our inner practices in a time of we're being transformed innerly. I think these are some really important things that we need to sit with. I love the title of the book. And um, it <laughs> to me, there's so much. If, if you have not read the book Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster, pick it up. You will not regret it. We're borrowing if, the Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy it for them for Christmas so they can have it in their library. But um, it is one of the most well-written books about understanding 16 spiritual disciplines. And we use the word discipline. And I think often I talk to my kids about this is discipline always has like this punishment mentality to it. And it shouldn't because discipline really is just like creating rhythm, creating pattern. And um, I don't know about you guys, but like out of all the stuff that somebody would say, she was a really good mom or she was a really good wife or she was a really good, like, I want their first thing to be. She was a really awesome lover of Christ and disciple. And like, these are the things that will create that in our lives. And so Mm -hmm. I just love this celebration of discipline and celebrations, even one of the disciplines. And so like, keep reading, you're going to get there. It's amazing. Oh, I'm so pumped. (laughs) I know. Chelsea needs to get to celebration. (laughs) I love, I love this idea because in the beginning, he's like, this is, this is a good way to connect with God more. And when I think about Jesus's connection with the father, like he says that we are one, you know, and he says that we can be one with him in the same way that he is one. Like that blows my mind, (laughs) but like, I want that kind of connection with God. And this is one way to do that. I think listeners, you're probably hearing some rain right now, (laughs) uh, which typically we, Uh, We don't have that at this time in the Dominican Republic, but uh, yeah, it's happening. So if you hear some of that, you'll, you'll, thank you. Thank you for your patience (laughs) with us in our professional, not so professional studio. Please don't fall asleep to the sound of the the rain and our voices. So that brings us, thank you, AJ. And that brings us to Chelsea. Um, Mine's not so deep, but good. And it kind of goes along those lines. So you might have known, I think I've said this before, I don't like to cook. I'm not good at it. I didn't grow up in a household that cooked very much. We made everything in the microwave, including scrambled eggs and cookies. Gross. And that is gross. Scrambled don't eggs do in that. the microwave. You can do Carlos it. Carlos, don't, don't, don't do that. listen to that. <laughs> not my favorite. Sorry, Mom, if you're listening. Um, we owned a stove. We just didn't use it. So... Recently, talking through like spiritual disciplines, I am like you, Scott. I need, I like to be busy, even if it's like not a productive task. I like to have something in my hand. Like I have an addiction to hand things. I'm as I'm saying this, my hands are like talking at my it's face. It's true. <laughs> um, and so, I was reading a book that talked about. This lady who loved to make bread. And I was like, I don't even like bread. I'm weird. I don't like bread. But she said the reason that she likes to make bread is not necessarily to eat it, but it is the time of day that she sets her brain aside and just messes with her hands in creating something. And as she's doing that, she thinks about the goodness of God. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to make bread. 
that's hard. Um, so I make cookies. And Amen. lately... AJ's <laughs> wondering why he's getting 10 pounds. Yes. <laughs> we've, been, we've been experimenting with some cookie recipes. Like, let it be known, I don't make cookies every day. That would not be a good idea. But as I've spent the time of, like, just disconnecting from my phone, disconnecting from anything other than my kitchen and possibly AJ in the kitchen... Hmm. It is such a good time to like mm. set myself aside and just, I'm busy with my hands. So my body is occupied, but my mind is able to think in like how good God is. And I have really enjoyed that. And I don't need any commentary. I just wanted to share this with you. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's what that's I've good. been thinking awesome. about. <laughs> I think in the uh, next edition of Celebration of Discipline, Richard Foster is going to add the 17th discipline, which is making cookies. Let it be so. Yeah. That does remind me of Brother Lawrence, a uh, uh, priest or a monk several years ago, decades ago, that wrote Practicing the Presence of God. And he mm-hmm. said, well, he's mopping and sweeping. Mm -hmm. He was just Mm -hmm. worshiping, you know, Mm -hmm. and I thought I have a ways to go. (laughs) (laughs) I still need to learn uh, how everything can be given to God, you know? Yeah. Yeah, And to use those spaces to just like create empty space then, Mm -hmm. because even Mm -hmm. like what you're saying, Scott reminds me of, you know, when I'm doing the floors on Saturday morning, I can put on a podcast or I can be in silence. And I can tell you it's the times when I'm in silence that I do think about God and my mind flips over to the things that God maybe wants to tell me and show me because it's an hour of silence. And I think we need more silence in our life instead of filling it with outside noise. Start to fill it with either nothingness, you know, doing a task and nothingness or Mm -hmm. filling it specifically with scripture reading, somebody else reading, you know, you can just do it as an audio or something or praise and worship music or something. It transforms those common moments into God moments. Mm -hmm. And so those are some of the things that I've found that I really like to do. Well, good. Um, This is one of my favorite episodes. I I never know what to prepare for or (laughs) I should not prepare for anything, honestly. And you guys have always come with good things. So uh, thank you. That's what we've been thinking about. And Emily, where can they get a hold of us if they want to kind of tell us what they think about these weird topics, uh, good topics, uh, what space smells like and uh, anything else? Find us on our Facebook page, The Worthless Servants Podcast. You can find us online at mesoamericagenesis.org on the podcast tab, or you can follow us on Spotify and you can hear all of the episodes. Cool. We are the Worthless Servants and I'm Scott Armstrong. I'm AJ Fry. I'm Chelsea Fry. I'm Natalie Franco. And I'm Emily Armstrong. And we'll talk with you next time. For more information, visit us on Facebook or at mesoamericagenesis.org.